Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 322. Uh, Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to talk about toxic relationships. And at a glance, I know that's a downer of a subject, and I, I really try to stray away from things that are downers. But of course, with everything I discuss, there's always a, a, a redeeming upside. And I'm going to show you what that is today. But Now that I think about it, I've never actually done an episode strictly on toxic relationships. I've done a lot of episodes on early stage relationships, uh, dating, ghosting, dating apps, things like that. I've done a lot of episodes on breakups, moving on, creating closure, but I've never done one specifically on being in a relationship and being in a toxic relationship. I've talked about how to navigate before a relationship. I've talked about how to navigate after a relationship, but I haven't done one on being in a relationship that's turned toxic. So I wanted to do that today and not because it is a, it is like a popular term. It's a popular topic that's thrown around a lot, toxic relationships. And I think unfortunately that's because it's, it's very real. A lot of people have experienced relationships, people, circumstances that are undoubtedly toxic. But I want to do this because one of the trends I've noticed in chatting with you all, in my experience, in the experience of my close friends, is that you don't really realize you're in a toxic relationship until you're out of it. Yeah, that's it. You don't really realize you're in a toxic relationship until it boils over, until you're looking back. We do this thing where we don't want to believe it where we turn a blind eye to it, where we double down on it, in fact, all to like avoid finally standing up for ourselves, finally realizing what it is. And I've seen this time and time again. 
I always joke that we're strange creatures, that we're strange humans. You know, we, we can be the smartest dumb people in the world. Uh, I, myself, very much included. We can all know what a toxic relationship looks like. We can even advise our friends uh, if they're in one themselves. We can agree with all the posts we see online. We could do all these things. But when it comes to our own lives, we don't see the warning signs. We don't acknowledge the warning signs. And so we end up staying in relationships that clearly have become toxic or are exhibiting all of the red flags that something's up. So I wanted to do just a simple episode on this topic today. It is uplifting despite the the subject matter because it will remind you of the power you have, the power you have to respect yourself and what you deserve. And that's something that we should always celebrate. So I want to tackle this subject here. What are the signs that a relationship in some way is toxic or is becoming toxic? And then what to do, how to act quickly, how to act on the self-awareness that you've been building. Because I think the unfortunate reality of dating of relationships is that some will turn toxic. I wish that wasn't the case. I really do. Um, But that's unfortunately the reality we live in. But when that happens, I think we all owe it to ourselves to remember the standards we've built, the self-awareness we've developed, and do something about it. Not wait, not wait it out until it gets better. Not, oh, they'll change. This is just a phase. Not, this is normal. It's no biggie. None of that. We are going collectively. We are going to practice what we preach. We're going to recognize what's happening, and we're going to do something about it. Cool. So that's the plan. I'll hop right into it. Quick ask of you is that if you enjoy the podcast, if you've listened to you know a couple episodes and you're digging it, I only ask one or maybe two things of you. I don't do sponsors. I'm not hawking promo codes or anything like that. The one thing I ask is that if you enjoy the podcast, that you just share it, you send it to a friend, you send it to someone who might need it, Um, That's how the show grows, and that's my mission in life, frankly, to spread mindfulness. So thank you so much for sharing, because I know you do. Uh, The show has been massive lately, so thank you for that. And second, the other way, uh, the way I make a living and the way you can support me, if you're into that kind of thing, is by heading over to newmindsethoodist.com, picking up a journal. I have three for sale there that have done so tremendously well. I'd love it if you check them out for yourself, pick one up. They're a great way to bring the ideas that I talk about in the podcast to life. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for riding with me. It really does mean the world uh, to me. But um, let's get into this topic here, toxic relationships. And as usual, I started putting together an outline for this episode. And so I turned to our dear friend, Mr. Google. What better way to understand what a toxic relationship is than, you know, <laughs> leveraging the combined intelligence of the internet. And the first answer here that I'm just going to read is that a toxic relationship is any relationship between people who don't support each other, where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, where there's competition, where there's disrespect and where there's a lack of cohesiveness. I think that sounds pretty accurate. It does, especially the undermining the lack of respect. I think we could all nod our heads and be like, yeah, sounds pretty toxic to me. But what does that actually look like in practice? I want to go through a couple of different signs that I wrote down here that I've noticed in my life and my close friends. And they're subtle. 
they're subtle. They kind of are because you don't notice that your relationship is slowly turning into a toxic relationship. And that's actually the first big point that I really want to drive home with this episode. It's that toxic relationships don't start off as toxic relationships. Obviously, if they did, we'd be much quicker to act. We'd peace out immediately. We wouldn't invest ourselves in that. We'd be like, nah, man, I'm out. A toxic relationship becomes toxic. It becomes draining. It becomes manipulative. It becomes lonely. And it becomes all those things slowly. And thinking about this, why does that happen? Why do we allow that to happen? Well, I think it's because we don't acknowledge the signs. And in place of that, we attach ourselves to the good things, the good things that we want to see. But as compassionate, mindful people, we are going to train ourselves to take our beer goggles off and spot the not so good things, the things we'd rather sweep under the rug, the things we delude ourselves into thinking are normal. So here are a couple of trends I've noticed when it comes to a relationship turning toxic, becoming toxic. And the first one I've noticed is that your partner starts to make everything about them. It's pretty simple. Their focus shifts slowly. You know, what made you so excited about the relationship initially was their attention to you, was their focus on we, was the excitement of what you had together. But then the scales start to shift from us to them. And I think you know what I'm talking about here. Things just become more and more about them. That's it. I've seen this come out in all different kinds of ways. Um, I think the first is they become more and more uh, critical of you. Um, And I think it goes without saying here that your partner should support you. They should not drain you. They should build you up, not tear you down. They should hype you up, not criticize you. And we're quick to ignore this. But the first sign here is that it becomes all about them, their opinion of you their opinion of what you're doing right or wrong. It becomes about them being proud of themselves and no longer about you. And this is like very big. It might not sound that big, but I think it's really, really big because yeah, of course, every relationship is going to have ups and downs and a shift in focus and you're going to move out of a honeymoon phase. um, And you know what initially attracted them to you, it might fade a little bit. I get that. That's normal. But it's a huge red flag that the relationship is heading in a toxic direction if their interest in you changes to interest in them and stays that way and stays that way in a manipulative way. Are they making everything about them? Are they less and less focused on your accomplishments, more focused on their accomplishments? Are they less and less caring about what you need, how you feel and more about them? How was their day? What's going on in their head? What they need, what they want. And even saying that, like, I know that feeling, it sucks. Someone becoming less and less interested in you and more in themselves, but they act as if nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in the relationship. But when someone's mentality switches in that way, it's a major change. It's a major shift in the relationship. And it's something that you should not ignore. It's not representative of, oh, just the ups and downs of a relationship right? Interest, of course, can't be one way. And sometimes, yes, it will fade and ebb and flow. I get that. But it's worth being woke to your partner's interest. Do conversations become all about them? Are their needs more important than yours? And how does that manifest itself? Are they just closed and closed off? Or do they call less, text less? 
Uh, do they not joke around anymore? Do they not try to make you happy? Consider that. Consider that. And consider what happens when you bring this up with them. Because I hope you would. I hope you do. If you notice something's up, I hope you'd bring it up. What is their reaction? Do they make you feel crazy? Do they give you non-answers? Does it turn into a huge argument? Do they get defensive? Do they resort to doubling down on them, saying you're wrong, they're right? Do they start to point out your flaws even more? This is huge. It's really huge. And it sounds obvious, right? Of course, someone who criticizes you, someone who doesn't care about you, someone who only cares about themselves is not the one for you, right? But to my point, when this when these things start to happen gradually, we don't always notice. We're like we're not that observant, apparently. And that's okay. But one of the biggest signs I've noticed is that let's say you get to the point where you're like, hey, like something's changed. What's going on here? We need to talk about this. If your partner responds to a calm, compassionate question like that with aggressiveness, with pointing out more flaws, with finger pointing, that is like very telling because I talk a lot about this on the podcast a lot. Someone who is good for you, someone who is compassionate and empathetic and not toxic, they will not avoid conflict. They will embrace it because they know it's necessary to find resolution. And the person who's right for you wants resolution. Even if that means maybe taking a look in the mirror and realizing that, hey, they were at fault. They want that. Your person will want that. But someone who blows up that conversation, who doubles down on why they're right and you're wrong, that is someone who, in my opinion, doesn't want resolution. They want control. They want to win. They want to manipulate. They want you to be wrong. They want to tear you down so that you drop it in favor of what I would call like a cold war. The, the state of a relationship just short of open conflict where everything stews under the surface, where the littlest thing would set them off. And that is how we end up in a relationship that is clearly toxic because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to see a disagreement become more. But there's the thing. Again, I get how this can happen because it happens gradually. Your partner is manipulative. They're using all the tricks, gaslighting you, making you think you're crazy. They're doing all these things. But here's the thing. If, if you know that a disagreement will become more, if you know that your partner is going to fly off the wall or criticize you even more or try to make you feel crazy or undermine you or discredit your feelings, if you know that and your answer is to just not bring it up anymore, then the real answer has to be to leave that relationship. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, 
anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. And I hate to make things so black and white because I know that life is anything but that. I get that. But I think we all owe it to ourselves to at least consider this mentality here that if your partner is not willing to see your side, is not willing to listen, is not willing to discuss your point of view, how is that reality going to improve? How is that reality ever going to become anything but toxic? I don't think it, it's possible. Like, I don't think it'll magically get better. And that, I think, is the the trap of a toxic relationship. It's the, the trap of a relationship that turns toxic. Things won't magically get better. That relationship will become a cold war. Your self-esteem will slowly drop as your partner picks you apart. You'll end up tiptoeing around them to keep the peace. You'll bottle everything up. And when, because you are human, you do speak up, you'll be made to think you're crazy. You'll be made to think that you're the one freaking out. You're the one being unreasonable. You're the one making it all about you. And so to avoid making it worse, you back off. You try to keep things normal. But I hate to tell you that there's nothing normal about a relationship where your partner won't listen, won't hear you out, and won't apologize. That's big too. I say, listen, like it's okay to have a partner who is very confident in themselves, It's okay to have a partner who is super, super type A. You might be really attracted to that. Even someone who's like overtly cocky. That's cool. You're attracted to that. That's great. But if your partner is literally incapable of apologizing, even if they still think they're right, that is not your person. If your partner hurt you, for instance, in some way, but they had no idea they did, and then you tell them they did, and their response is not something along the lines of, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize I did that. I personally have some serious doubts about that person. And I know that's a critical and sweeping statement, but a healthy partner will want to hear you out. They'll want resolution and they will blindly accept your side of the story. Absolutely. Because everyone has a right to how they feel. I believe this with every fiber in my being. I really do. But if they don't do that, they're not open to that, and you become okay with that, that's how a relationship becomes toxic or even more toxic or permanently toxic. Because think about what that does to you mentally. 
Think about your mental health. Think about how your mindset changes if you start to think you're crazy, that you are overreacting, that you are wrong, that your perspective doesn't matter. Of course, you'll feel drained. You'll blame yourself. And most of all, you'll start to, to rationalize this behavior and the state of your relationship, that feeling lonely even when you're with your partner is fine, is normal, that it's a normal part of the relationship. Well, again, in my experience, it's not normal. It's not at all. So what should we do with all this information? This, that was like my first section here. I just went off on, on that. You know, I hope you take away from that that a toxic relationship becomes toxic. And that's why it's so difficult. So don't blame yourself so much. It becomes toxic. But the way that it becomes toxic is based on what you're willing to accept, the concessions you're willing to make, the things you're willing to overlook. That, again, the reality is that these things happen gradually. It's like you don't get overweight overnight. You don't develop a bad habit overnight. Those things happen over time. And it's the same with the toxic relationship. And like I was thinking about this and it's like the the double edged sword of this is that in general, the more time we spend in a relationship with someone, the less likely we are to leave. So here you have these two elements, the, the slow speed and your inclination to stick things out longer, the longer you've been in them. And those two things like they work against you. And they work in favor of the other person, that other person. And I'd stray away from words like abuser because I'd rather reserve that for things that are very much abuse. But I would definitely say manipulator. They work in favor of the manipulator because that's exactly what they're doing. They're manipulating your sense of self-esteem, your standard, your understanding of what is normal, of what you deserve. And I think it's obviously clear when I'm talking about this here right now in the comfort and the safety of a podcast, it's obvious. This is obviously wrong. But if we know this to be true and it's obvious to us that it isn't a sign of a healthy relationship, why do we stay in these situations? Why wouldn't we immediately let go? Well, I think it's because of the story we tell ourselves. That might sound familiar to you. I just did an episode on this, the stories we tell ourselves. The stories we tell ourselves dictate our reality. They dictate the reality we live in, and they dictate the reality we want to live in. And in the case of toxic relationships, the stories we tell ourselves slowly change over time from compassionate understanding, understanding of our worth, of what we deserve, to something that very much forgets those things. We start to tell ourselves that they'll change, that things will change, that it's a phase, and then when it doesn't change, we start to change the story so that it's that's not so bad. We start to evolve our threshold for what's right, for what we deserve. We just evolve our storytelling. What was once so startling and painful when your partner hurt you, what once felt so lonely when your partner stopped giving you interest, what once felt so wrong and damaging when your partner made you feel crazy, well, as with all things, time heals that a bit. Time takes the edge off a bit, and so it no longer stings as much as it used to. It no longer is overtly wrong to you, and so your story changes along with it. That's not so bad. That doesn't hurt so much anymore. Eh, so what? I can deal with this. I have someone. I've invested a lot of time into this relationship. It's better than starting over. I can deal. It's not so bad. 
oh, and man, like even saying that out loud, like it, it, it's painful to describe that because no one deserves to be manipulated into lowering their standards. No one deserves to be manipulating and changing their, their perception, their vision of reality. No one deserves to be manipulated into changing their vision of hope and compassion for themselves. Certainly not. But that is exactly what happens in a toxic relationship. The relationship changes not only our perception of ourselves and our standards, but also our sense of right and wrong. And the more time we give ourselves in those circumstances, the more we start to become numb to the truth of what we've gotten ourselves into. It's like the deeper we get into the quicksand. And the deeper in we are, the more we evolve the stories we tell ourselves. The more we adapt those stories to be one of comfort, of what you have, rather than what you don't have. And it's going to come as no shock right now that I'm going to say we need to stop doing that. We need to stop allowing that to happen. And I don't have a blueprint for that. This is a very complicated subject, but I do think that the best thing we could do for ourselves is practice this self-awareness and realize these truths. These are truths that I stand by. These are truths that I live. And I know everyone's circumstances are different. And sometimes people do change. Sometimes people do realize that they massively messed up. Heck, sure, sometimes even a, a, a manipulator can realize they've been wrong and they can change. But personally, and you can call me selfish if you want, I'll take that. Personally, I'm not going to wait around to find out. I think it's much more compassionate towards yourself to spot the warning signs, be sure about what you see, voice your concern, and then move on. In my experience of dating, granted it's 15 years of dating, it's not terribly long, but it's not terribly short either, I've never seen manipulation turn into a healthy relationship. I've never seen selfishness turn into a healthy relationship. I've never seen disrespect turn into a healthy relationship. Yes, there are times where people might accidentally manipulate. I get that. But in the case of a toxic relationship, and again, that's a relationship where these things are repeated and repeated and repeated and they're repeated intentionally. I think these things are the ultimate red flag. And because of that, it should end there. No amount of rationalizing, no amount of changing the story you tell yourself is going to deliver the outcome that you want, the relationship that you deserve, the partnership you deserve. And I know personally I'm speaking from a privileged position. I've never found myself in a truly toxic relationship. It could be because I've never allowed that to develop, or maybe I've just been spared. Who knows? But I've been very close to several um, people who have found themselves in these circumstances. I've learned a lot from that, from observation. I've learned a lot from my own practice of mindfulness to prevent these, these circumstances in my life. But I think undoubtedly, we all know what we deserve and we all know what we don't deserve. I think deep down we know these things. And I can tell you for a fact that we never deserve to be manipulated into changing the lens through which we look at life. We never deserve to change our outlook on life, on partnership, on respect, as a result of just being drained or lonely. And I hope that is something you agree with me on, and I hope this episode gives you some uplifting realizations about this. I know it's a downer of a topic, and it's a longer episode at this point, but I think we should celebrate our right to not only tell ourselves the most uplifting stories about who we are and what we deserve in life in a relationship, but also to never change that story. 
That's the big thing, to not be manipulated into changing that story, to never allow someone else to change our vision for who we are and what we deserve. And if we do find ourselves slipping, gradually slipping and accepting less and changing the stories of our worth, I hope we do something about it. We don't sit around and wait for it to get better. We don't rationalize it and we certainly don't settle. So just something to think about here. I hope this episode was helpful in some way. I'll end it right here. If it was helpful, I'd love if you'd share it with a friend who might be able to benefit from it right now. But that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. Bye.